Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Monday, 25th of September. And the Dow futures this morning were down 18 and our market's down 29. So you probably know we had a 109-point turnaround on Friday. Our market was down 105 points and closed up four points, mainly driven by resources, and in particular, BHP and Fortescue, but not Rio, and also Mineral Resources and and PLS, Pilbara Minerals, lifted off. And all those stocks are down today. Pilbara Minerals down 4.2%. Mineral Resources down 1.8%. BHP down 1%. Fortescue down 1.5%. And Rio down another 1.2%. So no joy in resources, no follow through. As I've said a few times and said at the weekend email, the buying on Friday that turned our market around looked to me like a specific fund manager buying specific particularly resources stocks hence the BHP and Fortescue rally, but not Rio. So it didn't seem to be, often you get big trades in the market that are market related, driven by the futures market or futures arbitrage, and the whole market lifts. It wasn't that, it was a few stocks. And for that to follow through, which it didn't follow through in the US, I thought we were going to wake up on Saturday morning to a good rally in the US if there had been a similar sort of sentiment turnaround that we'd seen in our market, but it hasn't happened, as I say, and hasn't followed through today. So it looks like Friday was a one-day wonder for us. So the market down 28 today, and resources, which did lead the market up on Friday, down 1.04% are leading the market down, not up today. The good news around is that bond yields have slightly come off the top in both the US on Friday night and here, but it's not material. We're still worrying about inflation, of course. We've got a CPI number on Wednesday, Australian CPI number. And the expectation, this is the new monthly series. So it's not the quarterly series, the new monthly series, which is a little more fickle. And having hit a peak of 8.4% in December, inflation hit 4.9% its lowest since in July. But August is expected to pick up 5.2% thanks to a 9% rise in fuel costs. Shane Oliver's written about that today. He writes, by the way, a weekly missive called Oliver's Insight which is well worth subscribing to. It's free, sort of advertises the AMP, of course. But he says the RBA will shrug off a slightly higher inflation number because it is a temporary affair. He hopes it's a temporary affair with the oil price up. Looks like the Saudis want oil higher for longer. And in doing so, inflation is going to stay higher for longer. I'm reading another strategist today writing about the IMF who have found that inflation episodes from history are seldom cured quickly. And you need persistence with tight monetary policy in order to get on top of a a bout of inflation. And the key to it is staying tight and central banks that pull up too quickly and ease before inflation inflation has been totally er eradicated make the mistake. So IMF saying the Fed, who were more hawkish than expected last week, are doing the right thing. We've got an RBA meeting not tomorrow, which is Tuesday, the Tuesday after, and they're not expected to raise rates at this point. So as you'll know, in the last week from the day before the RBA meeting, we have cashed up the ideas portfolio. The strategy portfolio is already in cash and we've cashed up the BHP portfolio and the Macquarie one stock portfolio is already in cash. So I've got cash in all the the active portfolios. I've got cash at the moment, all the portfolios in my section. And that, as I've written today, is not a big declaration of bearishness, particularly. It's not fear of a precipitous moment. It's simply 
simply recognition through our portfolios that we are not in a bull market at the moment, which means you're batting against the odds trying to buy, trying to go long trades here. There are more stocks going down than up. So batting against the odds and the cash in the strategy portfolio tells you, I don't think it's a bull market at the moment. One day it will return, it always does. But we have gone sideways to down now for, is that three years and seven months since the pandemic collapse? And from the post-pandemic peak, we're down almost, is it six, seven, eight percent now? We've gone nowhere for quite a long period of time. The market doesn't mind or investors, you lot, don't mind the market going down as long as it goes up again. But what we've had now is years of the market going sideways to down and that gets frustrating, annoying and active investors tend to be the least patient investors get very frustrated that they can't make easy money. We need a bull market. We haven't got it. My hope this year was that the macro backdrop would get on top of inflation and we'd be talking about peak interest rates and peak inflation. But that that timetable just keeps getting pushed out. And the Fed meeting last week where the Fed effectively through their dot plot communicated the idea that interest rates are not going to come down even next year. They're factoring in a half point cut in interest rates next year. It's almost immaterial that rates are going to stay up for longer, high for long, and that's not a fabulous back backdrop to our market. And then we have the other trades of the year. The the biggest or the best trade this year was the recovery. If you remember, the Nasdaq fell 30% last year. It was the recovery in the Nasdaq this year that was the best trade, and it was iced by an enthusiasm for AI. And that trade, as of now, seems to be coming to an end, at least, at least having a bit of a pause. Uh, and you'll see in the technical section today, there are sell signals on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, or they're actually sell signals on the ETFs over those two rather than the markets themselves. The markets had sell signals actually a few weeks ago, if you look at the charts. So one of the best trades in town was AI, big tech, the recovery from last year's 30% drop. That seems to have run out now. It could easily inflate again. Plenty of people believe it will, but what would they know? Could do anything, but it's definitely topping out at the moment. And the other great trade this year was, of course, lithium and lithium. If you have a look at the chart of the lithium price in my section, that's topped out as well. So we're looking for somewhere else. And that, that tell you the truth, that topped out in December last year. It's been pushing water uphill for a long time. So where is the excitement in the market at the moment? It is hard to know. And the only areas really that are booming along at the moment are uranium. But I can't expect you or my dependents to think it's clever buying these small uranium stocks, which are not quality stocks. They're not reliable stocks. They're just sentiment driven stocks. So I can't put myself in the way of those and don't expect you to either. I'll leave Henry to do that in the small companies portfolio. So we're waiting for the next opportunity at the moment. Meanwhile, I think what you might just find, and this is more for institutional fund managers than retail investors, than private investors. What you might find is that some stocks start to look cheap where we'll look back in a few years time ago, wow, why, why weren't we buying them? And some of those stocks are already turning up, stocks like the ASX, Coles, APA, Telstra, and there will be others. REITs are getting cheaper by the day. They are now oversold like healthcare. CSL's oversold, ResMed, as you know. There are some pretty big quality stocks getting themselves oversold at the moment. There's no incentive to be buying the market right now, no incentive really to be buying them. I noticed a bunch of buy signals on the ASX, which has just got itself to a 6% yield, assuming they
they pay that. But it's it's a stock market stock, and the stock market's not going up. So there, the next game may be value investing. And on Friday, you probably saw was it Friday or Thursday? I published what you can look at is the iShares value ETF and the iShares growth ETF. The iShares growth ETF will outperform the value ETF whenever the market's going up, and when the value shares start outperforming, it's basically defensive shares outperforming. It usually happens when the market's going down. And we've seen suddenly the growth ETF slow down relative to the value ETF. Value ETFs outperforming in the very short term. We'll see if that develops. But it's not really, although a lot of noise about value. Value isn't sexy. Value is just identifying when quality stocks get themselves at the lower end of the trading range. And that's there are more and more stocks doing that at the moment. It doesn't exactly excite you in the money-making sense. So still sitting in cash. As I wrote at the weekend, my main concern now is how do I keep selling a new newsletter that's sitting in cash. And the obvious answer to that is, well, because at some point this is going to turn around, uh, there will be opportunities in some sectors at some times, and we're all over that every day. So for now, my message is there is no party going on. We've just got to get through this period of time as painlessly as possible, enjoying ourselves and not losing any money until some particular stocks, sectors, or the market itself starts to get going again because all the signs suggest that it's not getting going. Meanwhile, passing information, we've got the US PCE price number on Friday night, which is an inflation number. As I said this morning, there's always something to wait for. So we'll be waiting for the US inflation number on Friday night now. In other quick news, Qantas has a quasi profits warning this morning, spending an extra $200 million on fuel, $80 million on costs, and the share price down 1.2%. Council of financial regulators make a very clear warning about the Australian economic risk if China has a sharp slowdown. We sort of know that. Poseidon Nickel, my mate Peter Harold, is moving to non-executive chair from CEO. Some people might now see that as a positive. Star Entertainment, $750 million capital raise in a trading halt. Uranium flying today. Paladin up 4.6%. Deep Yellow up 11%. Bannerman Energy up 9.3%. Boss Energy up 5.9%. As I say, it's the only game in town. Uranium. Alchem down 2%. Higher costs announcement. And good article in the AFR just pointing out there's $21.7 billion worth of dividends arriving in bank accounts. So this is not stocks going ex-dividend. This is stocks that have gone ex-dividend that actually pay. So stocks have a dividend announcement date, a dividend ex-date, and then dividend pay date. So stocks that are going to be dumping money into bank accounts this week include Pilbara Minerals, 420 million, Coles, BHP, 6 billion, Fortescue, 3 billion, Santos, Woodside, CBA, 4 billion, Bendigo, Adelaide, Telstra, 1 billion, Woolworth, 706 million, plus IAG, Mineral Resources, Aluca, Ampol, ProMedicus, AMP, and Perpetual, all going, all paying their dividends this week. So that might just help the market a little 
little bit, $21 billion being dumped into the market. Have a look at the technical scans section today. As I say, you'll see not just sell signals on the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, but also a lot of those tech ETFs like CLDD, which is the cloud, Robo, Robotics, Game, which is gaming, and a bunch of others. So a disappointing day, disappointing that our Friday rally didn't follow through, even on the stocks that were being bought. I've got a chart of the ASX 200 in my section, shows us to be over the last two and a half years, we've traded in a 20% range. We're currently in the middle of that range, heading down. So 10% upside, 10% downside. I was talking at the weekend with some of my golf colleagues, all of whom are now holding positions at a loss and clearly indecisive about selling. So today I've put an article in the newsletter, which is a list of reasons to sell. And my challenge is, if you read, if you've got something you're holding at a loss, you will have sold it before you've finished the list of reasons for selling. So have a read of that article today. And there we go. That's about it. Dow futures up 55. So might get a better session on Wall Street tonight. NASDAQ futures up 0.3 of a percent. ASX 200 dead in the water, down 24. We've been down 46. So we've come back a little bit. Resources in the red, most of the other sectors in the blue, except for gold down 1.2% today. Uranium flying, Pilbara Minerals down 3.5%, all came down 3.2%. And there you go. You have a, all oh, Latin resources, 26 cents now, down another 2 cents today. Latin resources got to 38 cents at one point. Lithium just losing its shine. Does lithium shine? Yes, it does. Ironeer down another 4.4%. Greg should have sold it. There you go. I'll be back with the end of date podcast.